Welcome to After Hours with Astrid and Mie. Today we're talking to Anakas Karina about ageism, Instagram and fashion. Hello and welcome to After Hours with Astrid and Mie. Today we are talking to Anna Cascarina, is that Cascarina? right? Cascarina, that's where right, is, well done. Where is that from, it's, that name? It's an Italian surname. Oh, so um, like a Cascarina. Cascarina. Well, Very actually, nice. there's a story. Okay. I don't know if you can, if you want to listen to I'm up for the it. story, it's, yeah. It, it's my husband's name. That's the only reason I married him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry, Jim. Because um, my name was Beaumont before and it's a bit boring. Beaumont's Cascarina. nice. Beaumont's posh. But Anna Beaumont. Cascarina, it's like a ballerina, yeah, Anna isn't Cascarina. it? Anna Cascarina. It's That's like so a, nice. You should have a dessert named after yeah, you. Yeah, or an ice cream van. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was apparently it was supposed to be I Cascarini. Oh, Cascarini! But I think they made a mistake when they came into the, when the oh. family came into the country. They're just like, uh, okay, or Cascarino. What's it that Cascarino? I don't know. But <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be Cascarina, but it is now. <laughs> Anna Cascarina. It's a nice kind of. It's yeah, like a good, it is. Good flow so many to people it. say it's a lovely name. It yeah. is. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's, Married well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I just stuck Jones on the end of mine as like a token because you can stick Jones on the end of anything, can't you? I was yeah. just like, and it sounds really, really posh. It does. So it's actually Buckland Jones. Oh, very I know. Posh. And then you meet me and I'm like, what? <laughs> like complete opposite to a Buckland Jones. So for those who don't know you, give us a little intro. What What do you do, Anna? What's yeah, so, today? well, what I do is my, I've worked in fashion like forever. Mm-hmm. So I did a fashion degree and I went into magazines straight from uni and um, I was went way up to fashion editor and stylist and then freelance and then I taught fashion mm-hmm. um, and I've done various freelance things and, and then various businesses along the way. Um, I then started my own kids magazine because I had children and now um, I'm now doing an Instagram, fashion Instagram because I felt like I wasn't represented on mm. Instagram. I felt, as a, I'm 46 now um, you look fabulous. 46, oh, by the way. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm 46 and uh-huh. I, I follow all the young, gorgeous, you know, people on Instagram that do fashion um, and I love them. But I just thought, where am I? Where am mm. I as a, as a mid-size 40-something-year-old that loves fashion, that's worked in fashion, that knows about fashion? Mm. And I felt like brands weren't, rep- being, weren't representing us. And I thought, right, that's it, I'm going to... I'm going to start something and I'm going to... That's it. And you've got to be that person that I want to see. I mean, I absolutely love your Instagram and I think you can see that you're a fashion editor because you make this amazing fashion magazine style content. And I think that's why, for me, it's been even more accessible because obviously I am also, you know, one-way train to 40, mid-size, plus-size, and it's just clothes that I want everything that you share. Mm. Like, I literally do. So let's go back a little bit. Maybe to what made you want to start? What made you want to work in fashion? I've always loved fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum used to say to me, why are you trying to make yourself look as awful as possible? That was her <laughs> thing. Because I used to go to Portobello Road, yeah. Camden, every weekend and just buy the weirdest stuff I could find and then go out to... I'm going to need an example. Oh, oh God, I, there was one particular thing that I bought from Portobello, which was like a... It looked like a test card. Do you remember the old TV test card? Yeah. Oh, this is going the black back. and so white you, thing. Yeah. yeah, and you know, like, that's those stripes. It was yeah. like that. And it was just... It was it was horrific, but it was really odd and weird and wonderful. And Yeah. And because I, I went to London College of Fashion, mm-hmm. and so I was kind of like, you know, just... I, I loved that, all that weirdness and trying to make yourself look as different as possible yeah. to everybody else. I think else. that's a bit of a rite of passage. Yeah. I think when I... So I went to LCF only for a year... 
And I had a bleach blonde mullet, actual mullet. Like, it was horrific, <laughs> horrific, <laughs> horrific by anyone's standard, but I loved how yeah, bad how it made different. me look. <laughs> like, yeah, and you see that now when you go up, you go to King's Cross and you see yeah. all the St. St. Martins, yeah. and, 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 like, looking so weird, and I just love it yeah, it just me reminds too. me of me, me of, of back then. But, yeah, yeah I always, I've always loved fashion, always... Um, always read magazines and, mm. and been into that. But I didn't really know that I wanted to be going to that kind of work. I, mm. I knew that I wanted to do something in fashion, whether that was design, I don't know. And in, in the end, I actually did a business of fashion course first. I was about to ask what you actually studied. Yeah, yeah. I studied, well, I did a BTEC. So mm-hmm. I, I started A-levels and it just wasn't for me. Sure. I, I think they might have asked me to leave. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it just wasn't for me. It wasn't, I wasn't really feeling it. And um, so I, I took a year out and then I, um, and then I did business of fashion BTEC at mm-hmm. the LCF. And then I stayed on and did a four-year degree there as well. Great. In product development, which... Oh, so I thought, oh, that'll just be a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And But that four-year degree had a year in industry. So I thought, oh. right, well, I can I can do a load of work experience and just find find what I love. Mm. And it was during that time that I... I did a stint at Jaeger Design Room oh, and realised that I didn't want to go into design. <laughs> yeah, it's quite... I mean, I was always kind of like, yeah, I could be a fashion designer. Then I was yeah. like, I don't have the like. No, you have to be. It's really technical. Oh, actually. really? Yeah. yeah. And, and the course like, had things like grading and pattern cutting, yeah. and yeah. it was really hard. I mean, I passed it. You know, by the skin of my teeth, I passed it. But <laughs> but yeah, during the year in industry, mm. I um, went to Dazed and Confused. Oh no, I went I intended Dazed oh, and Confused did you? as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's during like the time of um katie grand and, okay, and yeah. it was just oh it was just brilliant and mm. she re- in the little grotty place on old street yeah yeah exactly. and they had like ranking at the back yeah, and yeah. then it was like really ratty little yeah. shit office oh, it was, I, walk, <laughs> I remember walking yet to sort of go through kind of climb sort of through like this door yeah. at the front yeah. I was like, where am i going yeah and Old Street really wasn't no. a place to go <laughs> back then. They were so ahead of their time. Uh-huh. But, oh, it was just... I think it was on the first or second day, Katie said, oh, I've got this shoot for a new band. Can you just do it? <laughs> it was like a... And I was yeah. just like, what the... I, what, what, what do I do? And yeah, I had to go and... you paid about 20 grand yeah, to do it. Probably. And you just were, like, walking down I mean, to, like... Yeah, I mean, the poor band. They were like, they got me. <laughs> but it was fine. And I... But I had to source all the clothes. Yeah. And it was... I just didn't really... It was real you know, in at the deep end, mm. but I loved it. And I loved just learning, you know, mm. kind of, I didn't go with a kit bag, you know, yeah. so I was like, you know, I didn't, I, it was a bit of a <laughs> shit show to be honest, but you know, it was, it was good learning. Yeah. And I loved it. It was great. It was just like so many great people and the environment was amazing. So from there I went on to mm. you know, do work experience at other yeah, you have to. It's yeah. a rite of passage. You have to go and then, and like yeah. work for free for a really long time. Oh, of course. Or had to. I don't know if it's still... They're not really allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. That was like pure slave yeah. labour. Like, there's your travel... Did you get the did you get your travel card paid for? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> you had the little A to Z to, like, do all the returns? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. The fashion cupboard. I mean, that's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I luckily, because I, I grew up in Hertfordshire, it's, uh-huh. it's so... It's like half an hour into London, mm-hmm. so it's really easy. But for people that live up north or yeah. wherever it's a really hard industry to get into but um but yeah so I I, I fell in love with it and that yeah. was kind of where I decided right that's what I want to do so you did your interning you did your degree and then you so you were styling after that or were you did you get into a magazine what yeah so I went step? my first job was actually at an Arabic publication and okay. at the Arab 
press house in Holborn. But I didn't I, even know that there was such a place. Yeah, it, they had loads of different publications from mm. there. But I used to call it the Arab Stress House because <laughs> it was so stressful. Oh, really? <laughs> but I learned so much because yeah. um, the... The Arabs just have a lot of money. So yeah. it was working with couture. Mm. It was, I, there was at one point I was sent like the whole range of the Chanel beauty. Oh my just God. as a gift. Nice. It just, it was just, and That's at that something point, I miss about editorial is oh, the freebies. I know, but, the, I know, but at that point I amazing. never wore makeup. I just never wore makeup. So I was like, oh God. What am I going to do with this? Oh so giving God. it to friends. And, but <laughs> it was like, you know, about popular. 10 <laughs> lipsticks and oh, yeah. a million palettes. It was just a Love box it. of, you know, and, and just our oh, beautiful, beautiful clothes. Mm. It, was, it, it was amazing. I worked with um, you know, a really young editor who was really, she was incredible, really knew her stuff. Mm. Um, it was a challenge because obviously there was a language barrier mm-hmm. and you had to be careful with what you, sh- what you showed so you couldn't show yeah. arms, you couldn't show anything above the knee. Of course. You know, there was no flesh. So mm. it was a, it was a, it, but it was really interesting. But that makes you a little bit more, when you start working with, with stuff like that, when you're styling, you have to be more creative yeah. to come up with solutions. So yeah. you're like, right, I want to shoot this dress. What can we do? Oh, yeah, Lord, definitely. You can maybe put something over the top that's not going to like wreck, yeah, you know. exactly. And if you didn't, they would just black, a, black out the, oh, arms, really? the art department. Yeah, so you, you really have to, which, <laughs> oh which I don't think, you know, high-end designers yeah. would be. That's it, you've got some like a chore gown and they've just coloured the yeah, arms exactly, in, in, like, yeah. up, in like art. Yeah. Just like... But it was, it, was, it was really interesting. Mm, I bet. Um, and as somebody just out of you know, doing a degree. Yeah. It's like, wow. But from... To get a job straight away as well is yeah. not that usual. Yeah, <laughs> like... and, and my, my... The editor was so lovely. He was just... He was just the, the loveliest man mm. and really, really sort of took me under his wing. And they used to have these amazing... So they had um, um, uh, Ramadan and, mm-hmm. you know, all these all this amazing banquets at the end of... Oh, my when God. They, when they were nice. fasting. So they were, I'd be like, yeah. I wasn't even fasting, but I was, I'd be eating all their food. But uh, it, was, it was really... It was amazing. But from there, I went to a teen magazine. So it was really... Okay. It was like complete Which opposite one? sugar. Oh, you were at Sugar. I used to read Sugar. Yeah. Good freebies on the front and you get a free <laughs> lipstick on Sugar. Little uh, <laughs> it was such an amazing yeah. magazine Who to work they? on. Were they? They were, um, in, at the end, they were with Hachette Filipaki. Ah, okay. Yeah. And um, they were, they were, we were based opposite the Sanderson. Right, okay. And then yeah, we yeah. moved to um, up near uh, uh, Marble Arch. Oh, cool, yeah. So, yeah, and I was, yeah, I loved it there. Oh, I bet. It was such a great team. Everyone was, it was such a shock. Did you it was get so to different. do, like, all the, like, teeny popper, like, pop star shoots yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, so I did some Amazing. of those. Yeah, so people like Blue and... Yes. Yeah, and, like, look, a lot of, um, a lot of, I used to do sort of lots of people from soaps, so, like, uh-huh. Holly Oaks and that yeah. kind of thing. And But, yeah, and, um, yeah, that was really, really good fun. I loved it. How long were you at Sugar for? Oh, gosh, I think it was about four years. About, but we did, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was four, I'm sure it was four years, but we did amazing trips, so we went to Miami, Cape Town. Oh, my God, to shoot for Sugar? Yeah, to shoot, yeah. Those budgets don't exist anymore. I know, they really don't. I I know, I feel so grateful that, that I was doing it back then because there was just, it was almost like there was money to burn. Yeah, and it was just you know we were we were in Cape Town for a couple of weeks and God two weeks two weeks in Cape Town like twice you know like in two years in a row and then before that was Miami and it was it oh 
And the team was so lovely. We had a really Aww. lovely beauty team. And, yeah. And in fact, one of the girls that started, she started on the beauty um, department at mm-hmm. the same time as I started. I'm still really good friends with her now. Oh, you know, nice. Yeah, it's just, it was, it was just amazing. I loved it there. But I was actually made redundant while, while I was pregnant. Oh, shit. Which was like, oh, sh- yeah. Is that illegal? It yeah. feels like it shouldn't be. I know, it was a really hard time for me. Just because I thought, who's going to employ yeah. a pregnant woman? <laughs> and also, I was like, well, how? I t- oh, it was awful. But I, that, that's when I went freelance, so I, yeah. I sort of worked around it. So actually, from a bad situation, gave you the push to go and actually yeah. go and do stuff for it yourself. Was, it was difficult because I had to kind of start a freelance career mm. with a newborn <laughs> yeah, my God. Having, uh, being a freelancer, you have to be so motivated. You've yeah, got to be like, and it was and teeth out in the world. Yeah, and a lot of the jobs were last minute. So it was yeah. like, can you do, can you be here, you know, yeah. tomorrow at 9am? And I was like, well, not really. Yeah. So I had to, there was a lot of, no, I can't do things. But yeah. It was, it was fine. I made it, I made it work and I, and I did, but I did do various other things as well mm. while I had young kids. Well, you've got Just to do because whatever I, you, yeah, you yeah. have to do. You have to do, you know I mean? There's no shame in that whatsoever. I'll do literally anything. Yeah. When I was freelancing, I was like, oh shit, I've not got any freelance work. I'm just going to go work in a shop or, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like do what you've got to do. Yeah. But then with sugar, I don't feel like there's anything that's equivalent now, is there? No. Because what was the age group? Well, it was up to sort of 15, 16. 15, so like I mean, young yeah, teens. Yeah, it was young teens. And, and because of that, we had to be really careful who we who we worked with. So yeah. we couldn't use really sli- really skinny models. Mm-hmm. We had to, you know, it was all... Which be was, responsible. Which was, yeah, mm. being responsible was really good. Um, making sure they were looked after. Because yeah, we did use some young girls. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's good. We did things yeah. like modelling competitions, and, <laughs> which took us all over the country because we did that so in cool. Scotland. And, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. Yeah, I loved it. So you were made redundant. You've got the new baby. You're like, shit, I'm going to do some freelance, get myself out there. Was this at the same time as going to the Fashion Retail Academy? No, I for for a good few years, I, I freelanced. Uh-huh. And then, but I also started a, a children's um, food business. A food? Okay, because yeah, so, I know you've got the children's magazine. Yeah, so that was later on. Oh, so, <laughs> I know, I told you it was a Very entrepreneurial. No, I like but, it. But, you know, I stopped, because my kids, I was all about feeding them, you know, the best possible thing, whereas now they just eat crap and McDonald's. <laughs> but back then it was, like, organic. And so I started a company called Dindins. And okay. it was creating and cooking, cooking food and then selling it locally. Oh. And delivering it to new mums. How would how how did you get to that point where you were like, do you know what? Like you got a newborn, you're well, freelancing already. You're yeah. like, let's start a business as well. Oh, well, I, 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 it was just con- I think I'm probably just that sort of person, just constantly yeah. thinking of something else to do. But I was making that food anyway, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, maybe I could sell it. But I didn't do it for long. I did it until mm-hmm. I got pregnant with my second child. Sure. Because um, and I just thought I can't be. Because I had to have my kitchen tested. You have to yeah. make you have to make sure everything's separate. You can't be registered as organic if you, if it's if your meat is next to something that isn't organic. You know, really? it's like really, yeah, it's really difficult. So I was using all organic ingredients, but I couldn't mm. actually say that. So it was, but it was it was far, It was really good. But I used to have, get really weird requests. So like somebody, like somebody once said, "Oh, can you do me a batch of mashed potato?" Just mashed potato. Just mashed potato. And they paid me to make mashed potato and deliver it to them. I was like, I, over the phone, I said, really, it's so easy. Just just boil the potatoes, peel the potatoes, boil them. But they were like, no, no, can you just do it? Can you just do it? So it was like things like that are really, just really lazy. Make- <laughs> 
I mean, listen. Or desperate, you know, like young, you know, like mums that just were so tired and couldn't be asked to do anything. Just like, yeah. Oh, um, I mean, please. Did it, I mean, I imagine it was before, it's a shame because that kind of business on with Instagram now, you'd be completely like busy. Yeah. Was it busy? Did you find that you had loads of people kind uh, of I had like my regular customers. Sure. It sounds wrong. But, um, <laughs> but it was, I, 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 probably the next stage was to scale it up a bit and mm. maybe, and, but I just didn't, you know, I was too exhausted with young kids. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered with that. But mm. so I, I kind of kept it quite small until, yeah. until it just sort of, I couldn't be bothered anymore. It was Fair so yeah, a great businesswoman. <laughs> but I think it's probably because I knew that it wasn't my passion. It was right. just kind of something that kind of just I did on the side. Yeah. But um but yeah, it was But even having that foresight to say, right, well, this is something that I'm doing anyway. How can I make this work for me? How can I make a few quid? How yeah. can I support the people that want the same things that I do? That spirit you can see has really continued throughout your your career because actually that's pretty much what you're doing with your Instagram now is that you saw a gap in the market for something that you wanted for yourself make it happen yeah yeah definitely because I I, I think it's I think you have to do that don't you if you can't see something yeah in front of you then you make it happen I mean I don't know if I'm that kind of person what star sign are you Sagittarius okay so really fiery yeah I I mean I don't I'm not good under pressure at all okay I'm like I I so fashion must have been like yeah, I don't know how I survived it, actually. I've got high blood pressure. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think I was that kind of person, but I think I probably must be because I yeah. do kind of start all of Motivated yeah. to get stuff done. So talk to me about some of the highs and lows then. So we've already said that, you know, you got to go travelling around the world, you got to mm. work with really great teams. Um, tell me some more good stuff. Yeah, well... Um, when I started Little Flea, yes. that was probably a real high for me mm. because I felt like it was something that I could control. That mm. I because what, the reason I started it was I was teaching, so I was teaching fashion at London Re, um, Fashion Retail Academy and mm-hmm. also a co- local college, North Arts College, mm. and I just felt like I'd suddenly lost my creativity. Mm. I wasn't doing anything creative anymore. I was just kind of you know doing a load of admin and lesson plans and. This, mm. I was like, what, what has happened? Mm. So um, so that's one when I started Little Flea. So How I thought, long ago was it? Um, it started in 2014. Oh, wow, so it's been going for a while yeah, now, six it's, it's closed now, though. Did oh, you know no, that? No, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I closed it in January. Oh, I did Just, not know that. Yeah. I mean, it's, what, February now? So, so. It's, it was going for five years, yeah. and it was brilliant. I did seven, 17 issues. So it yeah. started as a directory, so it was kind of like all independent brands. And the reason I chose Little Flea as a name was because I love flea markets and, yeah. and, you know, second-hand stuff and mm-hmm. just rummaging. So, but it was all independent brands, so focusing on on uh, helping small businesses. And so, that was, so the, nice. that was the whole point of it. But then I thought, oh, I'll start a magazine. Yeah. That would be good. I'll just, it'll just be like 30 <laughs> pages, really easy. But, of course, no, it yeah. ended up being like 100 pages. And yeah. The bane of my life. I mean, it was it was beautiful. They were they were stunning. Yeah, the shoes are gorgeous. Yeah, so I you know I did everything. I wrote it. I I designed it. I I I didn't shoot do the photos, but I styled mm. the shoots. Um, and it was a it was a lot of work. So, mm. but I got my I got my mojo yeah. back. So I just yeah. thought, oh, this is this is what I love. But yeah. suddenly I was kind of calling in everything and doing all the returns again. I was like, hang on a minute. Returns are the worst <laughs> thing as a stylist. So you yeah. kind of build up to the day on the shoot and you're like, oh, I'm going to pick all this really gorgeous stuff. 
and you do the shoot and everyone's on a high and you've got this team and it's all amazing and then literally gets in the shoot and I was like I just want to burn those clothes yeah. I oh. do not want to walk about with giant suitcases oh I know it's just <laughs> like, horrendous like going it. through oh it just yeah. takes so long I'm, my whole house was overtaken oh, by boxes yeah. and like you know kids clothes but I was so interested in that at the time because my kids were young of course and I loved like that you know some of the amazing brands like Bobo I don't know if you know kids no you know, but there's some really beautiful brands out there and, and loads of independents as well that mm. start lots, a lot of mums that start yeah. things and they're just you don't see them you don't no. so that was kind of like the point of it but that was a real high for me because it was just starting that and having something that I really enjoyed doing that I loved that I could I could put my own stamp in it I could mm. create something that was really exciting and, and what I wanted to see mm. but over the years it's it it's retail's really difficult yeah now. it's changed and, a lot and for small brands you know, they, because the way I was making money was through them paying me for a subscription. Sure. And so with brands that were struggling, they started to drop off and mm. the money, there wasn't any money in advertising. It was just becoming a real struggle. I mean, magazines are probably as a quarter, if not less, of what there was. Yeah. And a lot of the magazines that are doing okay are owned by big, you yeah. know, big yeah. companies or big brands. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. commendable to have gone it and made it and five years is a long yeah, time actually. Oh, and it was oh, I look at it as a success yeah absolutely um, and I as when I when I closed it in January the messages I got from people saying they absolutely loved it it was incredible and yeah you know, I felt like I went out on a high yeah but the reason the reason you know I'm just really grateful that I started my fashion yeah. Instagram sort of a year before yeah. that because I thought well, actually, that's, I can, the, that's shift. the that's the shift. I've pivoted mm. into, and I was missing as my kids have got older. They're fifteen, thirteen now. You're not that I'm interested just, in kids' fashion yeah, anymore. Like baby yeah. grows weren't kind of tugging at my heartstrings. Yeah. It was, it was more. I was then sort of going back to looking at adult fashion. Yeah, and my my wardrobe and thinking actually, this is what mm. this is what I want to want to focus on now. So yeah, and it's been. I mean, I've seen the Instagram kind of just grow really really quickly so it was enough so i mean I, and i look at the content you're making i'm like wow it takes a lot of time and effort mm, oh to put gosh, that kind yeah. of content together <laughs> it it's a full-time job yeah basically has it been are you able to make it a full-time job basically have you been able to literally cross over from what you were doing with little flea and put it all into um well it's Instagram? starting to it's mm. starting to so um i'm starting to get a few sort of brands interested and in, in mm -hmm. seeing what um, so hopefully, but I want to, I, I don't like the thought of relying on Instagram. Yeah. So it's kind of, cause at the moment that's, that is where it is. So yeah. I'm trying to build my blog a bit more. Um, uh -huh. I'm trying to think about maybe workshops. Yeah. Um, something that's outside of. Experiences seem to be another yeah. really big thing people are focusing on. So workshops, people want to go and meet people and be able to walk away with something yeah. and go, right, oh, I, I had this, this... Because everyone has everything they would need, really. Yeah. And when you kind of do look at fast fashion, like, I took a big step away from fast fashion because I was like, you know what, I don't need to get mm. 15 new jumpers every winter. Yeah. Like, I just don't. So now, when people say, what do you want for a gift? I go, right, can we go and learn how to make bow buns? Or can oh. we go and get... Uh, yeah, bracelets attached to our wrists. This is why, I mean, I, obviously, Astro Me is a nice, slow brand with investable items. I wear my stuff from there to death. Mm. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is about experiences. And I know that actually you guys do loads of brand experiences and that does really well, doesn't it? Yeah. 
So there's loads of scope, isn't there? Yeah, I think it's so. Exciting. And, I think, and I also, you know, my Instagram, because it's like a, I do my scrollable posts, there's only mm. a certain amount I can put into those posts. And yeah. I try and fit in as much as possible. And you do, you pack yeah, them out. I try so to, there's like images, there's information, there's different body types. It's like, yeah, I, I, you need to do a YouTube. Oh, I'm telling you, you need to do videos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just push through it, honestly. I, because there's all this, there's all this kind of information about how people are consuming content in different ways and I mean there's stuff that you come back to but video you just you can talk about it in different mm-hmm. ways I mean obviously you're a great writer so it's probably quite easy for you to explain but I know that I definitely if I sit and have a waffle to camera I'll get more information out there yeah. in between yeah the, the other stuff yeah. than if I was to sit and write my husband has been saying for years why aren't you on YouTube for years like, yeah. even, even before you know when I was doing Little Flea and but yeah I just kind of Something to Avoid think about. It. Something to think about for <laughs> this year, yeah. anyway. So let's talk about um, getting older in fashion. Yeah. At what age did you feel like you were getting older in fashion? Because I literally felt it from the time that I hit thirty. I was like, oh, irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think. There we go. <laughs> I think it was only really when I started when I came back to it uh-huh. because I was so focused on the kids side, mm. and I was, you know, still really interested in my own style and fashion but it, that was kind of I think when you when you work in fashion you kind of mm. that's just part of part of part of it anyway yeah but it was when I then moved back to it and I just was was taking more time on Instagram and think because I was I was in the world of like the mummy bloggers and yeah. kind of not, fashion wasn't really kind of you know I followed a few accounts yeah um but then when I changed to to this account um I, I just sort of realized that was like where am where where am I? Where's mm. the, you know, you get the, you get the great plus size um, accounts or mid-size mm-hmm. accounts or so many fashion accounts, but they're all, there's so many people in their twenties yeah, or younger even. And it's easy because you're always beautiful when you're young and you don't realise yeah, it, that you're you, just beautiful and you're and like. You, oh. Yeah. And you might, yeah, yeah. They're all so they're all gorgeous bodies and, and yeah. I love following them and I uh-huh. still get really good advice from them yeah, and same. inspiration. Mm. But I just thought, I, I, if I, I felt like if I wasn't fit, if I felt a bit isolated and wasn't represented, then what is, what is somebody that doesn't work in fashion or no fashion yeah. or what, how are they feeling? Are they feeling like they're, that, that, that it's over for them? And I just mm. thought I wanted to, I just wanted to kind of represent them a bit more and, and just show them that actually you can wear what you want. You, yeah. Fashion is for everybody. Yeah. You might have to, you might have to, yeah not go to different stores but like maybe try different styles whatever mm-hmm. as your body shape changes but every, every trend is for everybody yeah and there's so many amazing older women mm-hmm. that i've seen on either street style um websites or whatever and they just look incredible i've been finding some really amazing older women that i'm following and that mm-hmm. i'm loving their style and you know with the gray hair and they're oh, all different sizes and they're just, they look incredible. I think, they, you know, why aren't we seeing more of that? Why aren't we mm-hmm. seeing more of that in campaigns? Yeah. Why aren't we seeing more of it on, on our social feeds? It's just, mm. it frustrates me. So when you decided to make the jump to put yourself in front of the camera, oh. how was that? Because I know that's probably, I think that, I mean, I'm similar to you. I look for people like myself. Sounds really narcissistic. I just want to see my. I just want to see me going <laughs> through my feed. But I think that if I see a blogger who's maybe a similar size to me, I'm like, yes, amazing. Yeah. So I can see what looks good on her. Exactly. Um, yeah. 
So putting yourself in front of the camera, I think, is probably a big barrier for older women to do it. Mm. How did you do it? How did you push through it? And oh. what were people's response to that? Well, I thought it was important yeah. to do, because I, I could have just done this, the whole, you know, posts yeah. of the cut-out flat things lays, yeah. and flat lays. And, but I thought it was important to have actually have a face behind the name. You know, yeah. Zana Cascarino, I thought, you know, people need to see who I am. And I wanted to do an introduction and and also show people that it's okay. You know, we, we need to see ourselves out yeah. there. So yeah. I had a little bash at putting myself on Instagram and I was like, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to like post my outfits and I did it I mean I've got no problem like but I didn't like having to actually make the content like it's so Mm. much work it does take a long time it's so much work yeah and finding people to take the actual pictures for you as well so do you take your own pictures well there's I I do mostly I've Uh got a tripod and honestly sometimes it's been horrific and I've been (laughs) like can I swear? <laughs> yeah, you can I've been like proper swearing at it, and like the camera's like the wind has blown it over, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and it's taking ages. But I don't, I don't enjoy it if I'm out and about. Like if I'm in the town, yeah. I don't want to get my tripod out and start. It's just embarrassing. I find yeah. it mortifying actually. Yeah. Like, you see these young girls down Oxford Street, uh-huh. you know, talking into the camera and. Yeah. And I, I just think it's just really embarrassing. I think I don't know if it's a generation. You need to thing. push through that though, oh, because you're talking awful. to cameras really good. I oh, think you should just I think like... it's awful. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I've, I I try and find like a little quiet <laughs> spot somewhere in front of a like I did something in front of like a look like a haunted house. Oh, nice. <laughs> the other day, and yeah, just a quiet lane or yeah. somewhere. But I, I do find it easier if someone's taking the picture mm-hmm. of me. But then. Do you work with photographers that come and do it for you? Um, I've worked with with the photographers that I've worked with through Little Flea. I've got right. now got a really good relationship with oh, one of great. one of whom is like one of my best friends. So yeah. if she's around, you're like, like, can, hey, you, yeah, can you just come and? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do a she's few like, pics. oh, and I would say to her, don't have to edit or anything. Just yeah. take the pics and then I'll edit them afterwards. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean it's fine. I've, mm. I'm getting better. Um, yeah, it was easier before because I used to cut myself out. So I'd just, sure. I'd just be on a background, on a white background, cut myself out and then put a different background yeah. on it. And the, what, the way it works with my Instagram is I do it by season. So I change mm-hmm. it up each season. So the reason for that is if somebody wants to see a jeans post or something on body shapes from season one, it's easy to find. So okay. I've kind of done it as blocks really of seats. Yeah. Yeah. So it's see kind that of business mind yeah. come back in there. How can we divide it up nicely? <laughs> so yeah, it's all it's sort of every season I do a different one. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah now that I'm I'm kind of doing more sort of street style lifestyle shots mm-hmm. out and about. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to trying to improve every day. We, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great. That's that goes without saying. I was like, I'm a fan. Oh. Um. And so, what's the feedback been like from from the women who are following you? Oh, I, I get such lovely messages from people. They got one this morning actually from someone uh-huh. saying, "Thank you so much. You've made me feel more confident in oh. in just going shopping and mm. what I wear and my what I have in my wardrobe and and that was it. That's what I love. That's why I'm doing it because yeah. I just feel. There are women out there that that m- might not necessarily have a, a fashion background or know what suits them or what they love, or mm. and it's just so overwhelming. Yeah, every fashion is overwhelming when it you is. don't know it. Even if you don't look at stuff for like a month or two, I feel like when I come back, I'm like, oh, 
Oh, right. Okay. Well, it's that heel shape, is it? And oh, yeah. shit, I shouldn't be I know. doing this. My hair's not going up like that anymore. Yeah. It's like it moves so fast. So quickly. So everything changes and you might buy into a trend. Yeah. And then suddenly the next, you know, you can't, you shouldn't be wearing that. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of talk about, I kind of, I try to talk as much as possible about, about capsule wardrobes, mm-hmm. about wearing your wardrobe, about buying things that have a bit of longevity. Yeah. Um, for sustainable reasons as well as, as well as just for your own bank, your your own budgets. (laughs) And I try to include as many different budgets as possible. Mm. So, you know, unless I'm working with a particular brand or I'm talking about a particular brand, if I'm doing something on jeans, for example, you might find something from Frame for over 200 quid or you might find something from Primark for for a tenner. Just so, because I... I, So that's, the feedback I'm getting is is really positive. Mm. Um, I don't think I've had anything negative i was gonna say have you had any trolls um, no i've never had a never troll, had a troll. That's amazing. Had, yeah which is i know yeah because i know how awful yeah it, you know it people is for people horrible yeah it can yeah. be obviously the majority of people are good yeah but, but there's some real <laughs> nasty people out there and, yeah and so i've had i've had sort of criticism but like i don't what um i'm just trying to think of um a specific thing uh Oh, somebody, somebody said something about that I wasn't being size inclusive about, but I think it was about a particular brand, and it was diff- that was difficult. The thing is, um, is it's like you can only be so size inclusive when you're taking pictures of yourself being yeah. the size that you are, yeah, because you're not shooting other people. Yet you might yeah. do that, you know, who knows where it yeah. could be. But at the moment, you're going to cover the size that you are. Yeah, and like. I do <laughs> when I do do my posts, mm. especially the scrollable ones, I do try and include as many brands that, that go up to you know, different sizes mm. and as possible. Um, yeah. But if it doesn't fit in with a particular trend or it doesn't, I can't find something, I'm not just yeah. going to include them just for the sake of it. It's just kind of, it's a difficult one. That's more of an issue of a, that goes across the actual industry. Yeah, versus exactly. That you're like a tiny oh, little percentage of just exactly. showing what's available. Yeah. There does need to be more size inclusivity, yeah. but that's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. And it's, 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 it is a difficult one. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I also had a, had a bit of uh, somebody mentioned that I wasn't including people of colour in yeah. some of the pictures that I'd shown. And, you know, and that's, that, you know, I just took that on board because yeah. I thought, I, you yeah. know, again, it's a really actually, difficult if you're if you will only go with where the uh, the kind of angle that you come from but yeah, yeah totally take it on yeah, board and go yeah definitely brilliant. let's kind of represent yeah. everyone if you can i, I try as much <laughs> yeah, as i can yeah. i try and you know because there's so much thing about mm. there's budgets there's sizes there's yeah. you know different ethnicities it's yeah. so it's so i just and i'm not a brand although no. you know well I'm you not, are but you're growing to i'm just one. a person i'm just trying to do my best <laughs> just <you know>? Anna. <laughs> But I think po- mostly it's been really positive. Yeah. I get almost daily. I get messages from people saying thank you. Love that, and, uh, and that's lovely. Mm. So, have you seen any? So, obviously, you have been working with these brands for years. So, you already had existing relationships with them as a stylist. Mm. Have you seen their attitudes sort of change in the time that you've had the 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 account? Um, I think it's it's changing for the better slightly. But mm-hmm. in the beginning, I was you know, I was just not even getting email back really you know people just weren't interested mm. and, I, and I think that was partly because they're working with influencers that have huge follower following mm. and you know and at, plus I suppose as my as my account has grown and my following have grown they've mm. become a little bit more interested but yeah. not necessarily for the right reasons I don't know whether it's because <laughs> 
it's because it, my following has grown or whether it's yeah. because they're really interested in, in being so, you know, <laughs> aging it's a little bit of both, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping, I mean, I've, I've been speaking to a couple of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so people like Trey's Lounge. So Tracy, she's fashion director of Fabulous. Okay. And she's, um, um, and other people that, a little bit older yeah we've been sort of talking about what maybe we can do and mm. so that and that's really it's really lovely to have conversations with people mm. and I, there are loads of influencers hate that word um but you know people on instagram that are older and that are doing yeah. really well but for me it's it's seeing every all the brands it's not mm. there's certain brands that that will work with women over 40 yeah but it's why aren't pe- other people like like the typically younger brands like sure. new look top shop so mm-hmm. I, I zara you know mm. i shop in all of those but i'm not seeing them representing people is there a celebrity that you would love to restyle i would love to get my hands on olivia coleman Okay. Just because I don't, I think she looks amazing. Yeah. But I just because I want to hang out with her. <laughs> I think she's amazing, and I think some of the things that she's worn, I yeah. thought, mm, I don't know about that. But I just, she's got a quirk. Yeah. She and totally I think has. I think she would be open to things. Yeah. And I just thought I'd be amazing. Um, three... And also Timothy Chalamet, just so that I can be in the same room as him. <laughs> Is that wrong? No, totally, totally <laughs> understandable. Um, three wardrobe staples. Oh, blazer. Uh huh. Um, a good pair of fitting, a really good pair of fitting jeans and really good underwear. It's the most important thing to start what? your, your, Get build your wardrobe. In, that's it. A trend for this year to invest in. So I know that you're not about trends necessarily, but if there is one, what would you go for? Uh, well, I, um, I really love the suits trend, yes. uh, the short suit and mm. the, it's a little bit longer length. I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit scared of that. Really? I genuinely think I'd just like, it would not look good on me. Oh, I just... I'm not... I, think I love that like, kind of look of oversized, like with a big jacket. And would you belt over the top of the blazer? Oh, see, that just doesn't suit me. No, see, I'm just scared. Do you know what? It's shorts. I feel like, for me, I look like a yodelling lederhosen kid in shorts. <laughs> like, it's not a good I look. I suppose it's how you style it, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? That's that's true. Right. And also- Don't wear the weird little hat for a start. <laughs> Put the feather hat down. <laughs> Them long socks need to go. Well, it could be a new thing. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Any other areas where you feel ageism is an issue? Are we looking at the word ageism or is it just... Not being represented. Yeah, I suppose age hard. inclusivity is age inclusivity. just feeling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, for me, it, I've I've just really struggled. So when I turned forty, mm-hmm. I really struggled, and then I was fine. And then when I turned forty-five, I really struggled. Yeah, and now I'm kind of oh, because I'm the wrong side of fifty. I keep saying to people. I'm, no, I'm in 14 years, I'm going to be 60. <laughs> oh, my God, I just can't even bear There's it. nothing we can do about but, it. Go embrace but it. Exactly. You look super young as well, oh. and you have a young attitude and entrepreneurial spirit that will keep mm. you propelling forward. I think that's that's what it is, isn't it? It's like, you look young, yeah. you, and it's that, but why should I, what, why, why do we good? want to, yeah. Yeah, why is that good? Why do we want to, why, why aren't I celebrating that I've reached this age, yeah. I'm still healthy, my kids are amazing, I've got an amazing husband, you know, I've got... Why aren't I celebrating that? Last couple of questions. The best thing about being in your 40s? Um, 
I think I've, I think we've I've reached a really lovely age with the kids now, and we've got a bit more time to enjoy. You know, we don't have to worry about what they're doing. Um, I'm. I think we've we've kind of settled into our careers. My husband has. You know, he's a he's a freelance animator and he's doing really oh, cool. well. And uh, yeah, and just I, I feel like you, you become a little bit more sure of yourself and what you mm-hmm. like. And so I think that's kind of the best thing. There's not much. They all sound like good things. Um, And I suppose the last question is, what's next? Um, What's next for me? So um, I think just carrying on and trying to grow Mm -hmm. on Instagram, reaching more people um, and really want to focus on what's next outside of Instagram. So maybe some workshops, maybe writing something like some... I don't know whether that's kind of ba- like a newsletter book that grows maybe into something. I'd love to write a book eventually, but this start is this is, book, like, this is like well, you know, it's a it, you know that that's I don't know when that would be, but yeah. it's a goal. It's I can goal. see that. I can see that. Yeah, definitely see it. But still, I'd love to continue with doing working with brands as well, mm-hmm. like doing more styling for them and yeah. outside of you know, kind of in the yeah. background as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been so lovely. So lovely to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to After Hours by Asha Demiyi. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. See you back here next week for a brand new episode.